Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning, and welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Trent, it smells like barbecue chicken tacos up in here. It's good, man. I'm going to give my folks over. We need to have them on the radio. Salsaritas. It's picante. Picante. Dude, what are you doing? We're not Just a blow chain them up. store. Man. Yeah, picante down at Moorhead. Great people. Uh, corner of Moorhead and Freedom Drive. Picante. Go check it out. Husband and wife owned and operated. Wonderful place. We're going to have them on the radio. <clears throat> Stay tuned. You can learn more. But their barbecue chicken is off the chain. It does smell pretty good. I'm I'm, I'm pretty envious. I'm going to have to go after the show and, and knock a couple of those things down, I think. Had you not eaten? I have not. I had breakfast, so I'm good. Oh. Yeah. I thought you always ate early. I did. Well, I had a late breakfast, so that could be like an early lunch. Everybody wants to go have breakfast for meetings these days. Well, we have uh, Michael Cox is our in-studio guest yeah, today, which great. is great. Coming, busting out of COVID. Like Rowan says, bussin', bussin'. Well, you know, you declared COVID over yesterday, uh, a recording on Monday, last episode, at the very end. You said COVID is over. You made the declaration. I didn't realize I said it. I've only said it like 800 times in the last <laughs> yeah, four days. Well, but the truth is we pre-recorded that like two weeks ago. So that's pretty good. That's wow. pretty good. Uh, forethought there. Conclusion. I'm a genius. <laughs> no. Have you ever taken an IQ test? <laughs> yeah, Reagan does those on the I phone. Did, I, did I don't do too well at them. <laughs> I did one. I did one on Saturday after being up late on Friday. It was. Uh, <laughs> I'm not good. Hard, I'm man. not good at those fake IQ tests. Anything fake's not for me. <laughs> How about that? It's got a fake Rolex. Man, we had a we had the Wish Ball Friday night. Yeah, how was for, that? For the Make-A-Wish uh, yep. Foundation. And we have raised over $1.4 million at this year's Wish Ball. Good grief. Unbelievable. It's crazy. I mean, literally, I've been on the Wish Board for like 11 years, 12 years, uh, <clears throat> and... We got up to right before COVID, which was wonderful, netting uh, over $500,000 at the one event. And this year, $1.4 million. Like, i got to give a shout-out to the team. Chris, he comes on the radio. Chris Weber, yeah. yeah Calls Blunt. timeout every time. Kathy Jaton uh, is the CEO. And, I mean, the board, way to go. Was it like 200, close to 200 wishes? 178. Average wish now is $7,500. Used to be 6000 so, yeah. Yep, that's great. Used to be 6000 Well, so. obviously those that know that we that, that listen to the show on a regular basis, I mean, your affiliation with Make-A-Wish personally and then the company's affiliation, I mean, it's, that's a big deal for us. I mean, that's it's something great. to really brag about. It's cool. I mean, it's wonderful. We've got a wish pipeline backed up of 500 wishes because kids, they haven't been able to grant wishes because travel wishes are still a no-go. And then the Disney wishes have been very slow. They're starting to get more, get more uh, going. But uh, it's been tough, man. All the experience wishes 
have been hard to do for the last two years for these kids. And then all the meat wishes have been hard because there haven't been any concerts, been very limited number of concerts, sporting events and stuff where kids can co meet an athlete or, or a performer or a star. So uh, all that's starting to happen again. Yeah. But, but it's been very hard. So our normal wish pipeline is – 200 to 250 wishes and it's more than double now it's over 500 wishes so that's 500 too many hopefully the the system is is loosening up which i fully believe and uh it's great though so how was your weekend my weekend was was pretty good not not bad got a good nothing nothing too earth shattering but uh it was good, but I, I want to stay on this Make a Wish thing real quick. Oh, go ahead. What, what, what you're what you're saying is you you're at 1.4 million, which another good thing to see is is people are out and being generous. I mean, I know that they were tr- probably really longing for that during COVID. Oh my gosh, it was it was amazing to see how how excited people were, how positive people were, how giving people were. Yeah. Uh, the human spirit is alive, and uh, and and Americans. Uh, are are ready to get back to living, and I I hope the whole world is. Uh, so I, I, it's terrible. I don't, I'm not getting into politics. It's terrible what what's going on over there in the Ukraine. Oh Hopefully, my gosh. Uh, yeah. the Lord will bless that situation as best as possible. But I just wanted to say that uh, have a lot of positivity around here over here. But you always got to remember what's going on elsewhere and the strife that other people deal with. Well, yeah, you know, David Chadwick does the show before ours, and uh, I, I was able to catch the tail end of his uh, this past Sunday, and he he had a lot of biblical references. It was it was kind of neat how he analyzed that. Um, I, anytime I can listen to him, I know probably a lot of people listen to his show, then kind of jump onto ours. I mean, he's he is just a wise person. He is, uh, and I don't throw that term around too much. Uh, he um, is. Uh, he does a Bible study that Brent Beeson's part of. Okay. Uh, so no, I think he's very, very intelligent, very wise, uh, very humble man. Well, so tell us, we're, we're kind of coming up a little bit here on on a break. Tell us, why is this guy here? Uh, Michael Cox, um, a man he of is many my talents. next door neighbor. That, That's the only reason those. why he's here. Yeah. But he's got a lot of he he runs an investment house. Yes. This this local. Uh, he Michael is in his low thirties. He reminds me of uh, Whippersnapper days. Fat burrito, right? Back I mean, when I used to have tons of energy. Uh, and his dad uh, is Andy Cox, Cox and Shep fame. So just yeah. a lot of stuff going on. I'm excited to have Michael and see what he can say. Maybe we should have had Andy on. Oh, man. <laughs> He's laughing. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Was that his name? Michael, Michael and, and Caroline, and now Charlie is their daughter, moved in beside us uh, about three years ago. And they're the best neighbors you could ever have, and, and they they make our street great again. So uh, I want to say that that's from the bottom of my heart. Bright make bright road great. Bright again. road came back like yeah. it. Never like it. Never thought it would, it be would like a, get back to its glory days. What would that? How would you spell it? That'd be like we'll, we'll worry about that. I'm not that smart to put that on a hat. But I had some other stuff to talk about, but you got me off on this tangent. So uh, we'll do it maybe while Michael's on. <laughs> I'll, I'll do better reading your mind next time. <laughs> You're listening to At Home with Roby, Michael Cox, when we return. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hasten from the Roby family of companies. If you missed the first segment, Picante. 
I said Salsaritas, which is also a pretty good place, but it's Picante's with Trent's eating in the studio right We're now. We're talking about local entrepreneurs, local proprietors yeah, they're great. over here, Patrick. And Patrick's stomach keeps growling. I'm hungry. I'm a little upset. I'm hangry. And make a wish. Wish ball. Congratulations, team. Way yeah, to go. Yeah, 1.4 million, Trent. That's phenomenal. I'm sure you, there's got to be a buzz around that place. Big one today. Yeah, it is. So we have Michael Cox in the studio. How you doing? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. I, I, I was a little scared to say it. I thought I'd mess it up. I know what it is. But your uh, your business is PETA. Uh, PETA Investments. PETA. Yep. See, I yep. messed it up. No, no. We're, everyone does. At this point, we, we might as well I'll rename it. I wear the brim. I know. You wear the hat, and I appreciate that. I like the hat. I see you around town. So I'm always excited. Mine. Tell us what that means. So, well, you kind of got to look back at the history of when we kind of founded PETA Investments. Okay. So the original thought behind Pata Investments when I left the renewable space was to invest in and grow subcontractor trades. Yeah. So Pata is the Egyptian god, you know, and I'm sure someone's going to get on me about my Egyptian mythology. That's but, okay. Um, well, you know, essentially designed and constructed, you know, the world. And so for us, you know, we, we thought the tie-in with the Egyptian construction god with uh, kind of three pillars of um, sustainability, you know, permanentability and, and quality was all really important. So we thought it was a cool time when we first started Pata. You are so much smarter than us. That's <laughs> definitely not true. <laughs> I, I just got lucky on a YouTube video. It's a suggested video. Oh, that's a good <laughs> one of the ones that pops up at the bottom when you're oh, like, I gotcha. They're good. I gotcha. Now, that's really cool, man. I mean, that that's neat that it has that much meaning behind it. So you said that's what you initially started in and what, what kind of businesses and you said you kind of evolved a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So Pata, we've Founded, I guess, in uh, early 2020 uh, with the entire idea that it would be subcontractor trades. At this point, we've kind of diversified into food services as yeah. well as uh, commercial development. And so really kind of three pillars at this point between the subcontractor trades, the development, and the food services. Now, what, what food services? Are we allowed to talk about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, th- this is going to – this is a very uh, – very Latin-infused show here but, uh, with, with the food options here. So tell us about that, because I think a lot of Charlotteans, especially those that have listened to WBT for a long time, are familiar with your food services brands. Yeah, well, before I say that, actually, Salsaritas and Bruce is in Charlotte, so I'm sure he won't mind uh, you mentioning Salsaritas I instead. know, I was giving him a hard time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bruce, is, name Bruce is a good guy. Um, he so, is, he is. So we are working on bringing back the old fat burrito. Really? Yes. Patrick wanted to know if that barbecue chicken could be put in a burrito. <laughs> Absolutely. A fat one. A fat one. Absolutely. With a pH dog. <laughs> Man, you're so hip. So tell our so, so tell our audience where Fat Burrito made its name. Yeah. So uh, a gentleman by the name of Stephen Justice uh, founded Fat Burrito in South End in Charlotte, kind of in the mid '90s. And I think all of us here are from Charlotte, so you know South End was nothing like it is today. Right? Yeah, we our old Ferguson our warehouse was uh, right there at the corner of Tremont and uh, and and it really South Boulevard there. I mean, right at the end, it was a plumbing warehouse, right? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, that looks completely different today. It's a twelve-story building, yeah, unrecognizable. Um, so Stephen started Fat Burrito kind of over there off Camden, actually where Flower Child is now. Yep. Uh, was there until I think approximately 2017. You know, he lost his parking to uh, the development across the street, which actually is a beautiful building. And Stephen just got to the point where, you know, he was ready to retire, move to California. Um, I didn't know Stephen, but, you know, basically the, the background is I went to school at Appalachian State. And what I loved about Appalachian State is the locally owned 
you know, mom and pop restaurants. You know, that's what makes Boone such a cool place mm-hmm. you've been. And as Boone, you know, grew during my time there and since, you know, there's been a ton of kind of franchises and chains that have come through and kind of pushed some of those restaurants out, which, you know, is great for growth of Appalachian State, but kind of stinks for the locally owned restaurants. So after Fat Burrito closed, I, you know, I decided that I'd watch one too many kind of local restaurants, you know, go away and decided to reach out to Steven um, and see if there was an opportunity to partner with him or whatever it would look like to bring it back. So that's exactly what we did. We reached out. We, we bought the trademark. Steven's uh, kind of a partner with us on the consulting side to make sure that we bring back an authentic, real version of Fat Burrito and not just, you know, something with the same name. And so we're excited. That is cool. Where is this going to be located and when is it open? Yeah, so uh, we have a development called Loso Village, which is at the corner basically of South Boulevard and Clanton, kind of yeah. behind the red clay cider works, if you're familiar. Um, so we're actually going to do, uh, you know, me and a couple other guys, a little entertainment district right there with some other bars and restaurants. And so Fat Burrito will be on the corner of Tri Clan right there. And then hopefully, well, we're behind schedule with construction. I'm sure that won't surprise anyone in this room that construction's behind schedule. But, you know, being from construction, I know it's always delayed. Um, but probably into July, early August at this point. That's great. Uh, and that's the corner to Clanton uh, is where the QT is as a landmark on South Boulevard. Yep. So turn there. So if you yep, if you were leaving town down South Boulevard, past the QT and your right, you take a right right there yeah. in Clanton. Take your first left. I can't remember if it's DeWitt or Triclan. It's that first left though. Yep. And we're the three warehouses on the left, right across from where the new Guild Brewery's going in. Great piece of property. We're excited. We we think there's a lot of potential there. We think that you know South End is just continuing to expand and explode yeah. from all the development. And Man, I, I know that building. That used to be WB Associates. They were uh. uh a plumbing master distributor. We used to get PEX tools from them back in the day when I was at first. I know exactly where you are. Oh, really? That's yeah, I think they were actually Red Cider Works. But they, I think they were in that building, if my memory serves correctly. It was right in that little area. That is crazy. Patrick only knows the difference. buildings where plumbing yeah, well, <laughs> distributors but it, were. But, you know, Trent, if you think about it, that's what South Boulevard was, right? Yeah. It was a bunch of construction supply companies, essentially. Seems like, seems like we were inundated with plumbing. It, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of plumbing today. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know what they say about poop? It flows downhill. Oh, uh, we know the four rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, clearly your plumbing business is doing well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a, a need. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah. Goodness gracious. What, what's the five things about a hot, cold on the right, hot on the left, paydays on Friday, Stuff poop, runs downhill. Poop flows downhill, and boss man, he's, I don't like him. And th- there's a fifth <laughs> one. Don't, don't chew your nails. Oh, don't, don't chew, chew your nails. nails. Oh, God. A, that's, that's a six. That's probably the best one. That should that, be one. Yeah, I that think. should be number. Yeah, that, I heard someone, I said that to somebody recently, and they, uh, and they, they, they were like, oh, yeah, there's an additional new rule. And I'm like, I'm with you, Michael. I'm like, that's a really good yeah, addition. Yeah, that should be one. Well, do you, is that your only current food service option in the making yes yeah so that's my only restaurant um i help some guys manage a, a smoothie keys smoothie king franchisee portfolio yep, um I i'm not invested myself but i just help kind of manage their portfolio um which you know smoothie king's a, a, a great oh, yeah. franchise i mean they they're really organized really well done we're actually looking for a couple new spots to do a couple new ones uh two partners brian augustine and a guy named chris magno right now are actively looking they they have a larger smoothie king portfolio outside of the ones that Kind of we're partnered up on, but yeah, it's it's been great. That's awesome. Do you have any in the works you can't talk about? No, <laughs> no. 
uh, you know, looking around Rock Hill, I'm we're we're excited about Rock Hill as a market um, for a lot of different reasons. I, I'm sure you guys have, have looked at that from both your your service businesses, construction, everything else. But um, seems to be I'm gonna be honest with you, man. If it isn't down the West Wilkinson Boulevard West Side corridor, not interested. My eyes have blinders. <laughs> that's that's because yeah. your property all right there is amazing. The yeah. whole compound y'all have built. <laughs> well. That's why we record here in WBT studio on one Julian Price place. There you go. They're throwing so, a little West uh, Moorhead context there. Yeah, off West Moorhead. Uh, well, cool. Man, that is exciting. I, I had not heard. I always talk about the show because you can hang out with somebody all the time and tell stories, but you, it's just more like speed dating because you learn so much more mm-hmm. detail. I'm excited about you guys doing this with Fat Burrito, man. I yeah, no, we're, we're really excited. And, you know, from there, obviously that's one thing that we're, we're <clears> pumped <throat> about, uh, the services businesses, which I know we have that in common. We're, we're working hard to try to solve for the labor market that, that oh, is man. very real. I mean, anyone very real that, that says it's tough to, to hire people right now um, is, is understating the issue, I think. Um, well, well, uh, what else is going in over there on where Fat Burrito is? You said you think it's Triclan, where your property is. Yeah, so uh, our kind of major partner in that deal is a guy named Bertie Yang. I don't know if you all know Bertie. Bertie is the owner of Yama. He also owns Baku at South Park. Oh, yeah. Um, so Bertie will be doing a, a Yama there, which which is awesome. Uh, we'll have a kind of a social club type place. You know, we'll have some games, some bowling and stuff. The, the name can't be announced yet, but, you know, I'll be excited when that gets announced. Have an Italian restaurant that, that wow. is, well, as the name can't be announced yet, and then we'll have a uh, kind of a common market type um, breakfast, sandwiches, you know, some drinks there, and then we're going to reserve one space. We, we've had a lot of offers on it, so we got a one space left of twenty six hundred square feet, but we're going to get stabilized, decide what fits in better, and kind of go from there. Well, man, that's awesome. Sounds like you, you're you're off to a fast start. Wish you great success. Thank you. It's going to be a a mega entertainment district right there. Really? Oh yeah, that's Hopefully. awesome. That is cool. So, uh, okay, so when we return, I want to talk about these service businesses. Yep. We were sitting in the hot tub the other day talking about some <laughs> philosophies in life. I think I think our audience needs to hear some of them. Will you stick around for another segment? Love to. All right, you got Michael Cox with Petot Investments when we return. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hastings from the Roby family of companies. We are with Michael Cox. Trent, we having too much fun up in here. Good music, TJ. I'm glad the one, the one, uh, my, the one speaker that works in my headset is on my bad ear. <laughs> Let's do this. I've got one good. that works on mine. We'll just you have a full set. I just won't have it. Michael. Michael's headset's plugged into mine. I'm controlling the volume. <laughs> I think he's got a headache. I was wondering why I was on like a thousand. <laughs> what? It's, it's my bad yeah, ear, yeah. man. It's my bad ear. Bleeding. You have insurance here, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, we got a COI on the way in. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I'm gonna need it. Then you sign those papers. No. Yeah. Oh, well. There's trouble. a lawyer listening. I need to talk to you. We are in trouble. <laughs> Outside. Yeah. He's already here. Can he? Can you buzz him in? Next show. Oh, uh, next show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Oh Lord. Well, uh, so you talked about your food service pillar. Mm-hmm. You, you, you talked some about your real estate pillar, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, uh, which is really cool. Talking about us over here, I mean, it's great. You got your focus and you got your place. And, and uh, I don't know if you have any more to talk about real estate, uh, but you also have a services sectors. Yep, business. yep, that's exactly right. And that's um, true. That is true. 
<laughs> um, and you know, I, I think anyone that's in the trades knows that you know it's a extremely rewarding business. It's a it's a wonderful business, but man, is it not a challenging business? I mean, from the personnel to you know the, the supply chain right now with all of our supply houses and mm-hmm. everything. I mean, you know, there's just I guess anything's got its challenges, but it, it just seems like the trades are partic- particularly difficult at the moment. Oh yeah. No, we, we definitely understand. I mean, that, that we we have a tremendous problem, and it, it. I mean, I feel like we've been talking about it for five, six, seven years, and it only continues to get worse. Um, really, I mean, I always kind of joke around that in the development world or construction world, the plumber and the mechanic on the HVAC side and the electrician are and the painter, not not the company. Those guys are, are really ruling the world right now, um, and so in it. We have it's amazing. We we have a, a 22 year old young man we were talking to this morning, um, that honestly makes probably he makes two to three times what I made out of college uh, at the same age. That's the opportunity. Well, mm-hmm. that isn't hard. Um, well, he, he, well, probably the same. You're in the same boat, right? But but that's the opportunity. But that's also the demand that's out there. It's yep. unbelievable. Uh, these guys deserve it. They work their butts off, but. Uh, it's just you're right, Michael. It's it's a big challenge that we have to face as an industry, and we've been facing it uh, unsuccessfully for the last six years. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think that you know there's groups moving in. Actually, I, I was listening to one of y'all's other podcasts, and uh, your your buddy Darren was on there talking about pulling high school kids, mm-hmm. and he's great. And yeah, and, and I love that um, kind of kind of entire interview there. But yeah, I mean there's there's a lot to do there. I think that there's a lot of opportunities to partner with local colleges which I, I think all of us are working on um you know create programs to train folks that are interested you know really build careers out of it and so we're you know we're looking for it we're we're excited to hire and grow and everything else for our different businesses but you know we got to find it's all so about the people so what industries do you focus on right now yeah so we have uh us mech which was hvac and plumbing mm-hmm. um uh we have uh atlantic uh trim which is doors and windows we have Sycamore Construction Restoration, which is a restoration contractor, which I'm really excited about. Um, and then we have Ironhead Construction, which is site works. So uh, all of those have different partners and, you know, completely different structure. But those are the kind of four that I'm tied into. Well, you got your hands. How old are you, 22? Uh, plus 10. 32 years old. 32. Wow. Young man. Oh, yeah. I, I remember mean, I, was think, I was thinking about this in the shower this morning, I promise you. <laughs> oh, God. what popped in my mind when i was selling jobs to to all our successful bankers and stuff and successful businessmen in charlotte when i was 21 22 23 and they were giving me a chance and i was working to earn their respect and their friendship when i knew all those guys when i was 31 32 33 they the, the the saying was Oh man, you're not young anymore. What, what happened to you? I thought you were young. Now I'm 43, and now I'm just old. No, that I haven't heard anybody tell me rag on me because I'm not young anymore in like five years. <laughs> <laughs> I think you run. You're, you're a lot more active than I am. I see. I see you and your wife running up the hill, and I, I feel like I'm about to die just watching y'all do it. <laughs> I, but I'm gonna give you a compliment. Uh, last week, you you had a buddy in town that was gonna go on a trip with a college, college friend mm-hmm. who who was actually in the uh, furniture business mm-hmm. out of, out of the uh, triad, mm-hmm. and uh, we were having a conversation. And I said, "What'd you do today?" And you said, "Well, I was in an attic changing bath fans all day." Mm-hmm. And I said, 
I remember doing stuff like that all day, <laughs> and that's what you got to do. That's, that's right. What people don't understand. Sometimes you, sometimes you got to do it to get it done. Yep. Sometimes you got to do it so you at least know and feel better about what's going on. Mm-hmm. You might not have had to physically do it, mm-hmm. but for your sanity and just for your understanding, you had to go do it mm-hmm. at that moment. It's grit. And, and, then, and then sometimes you got to do it to build the bond with your teammates and, and your associates. That's exactly right. And, you know, I think as a society, right, we, we take entrepreneurs and we put them up on a pedestal in some ways. But I think people, and especially with me, right, I'm in small businesses. All of our companies are you know, really considered small businesses. The work that goes into those and the demand on your time and just everything else, you know, is, is you know it as an entrepreneur. But it's really not seen. It's the stuff behind the scenes and working in the attic when you have to because there's not another way to get it done. Right. That, you know, really goes unnoticed to the public eye, but is is what being an entrepreneur is really about. Well, Trent always says it's a 20-year overnight success story. I mean, if you (laughs) really look at it, I mean, the 20 years of blood, sweat, and tears that you put into, nobody sees – you're right, nobody sees that. They only see the end when it's successful. And I I used to say this a lot more uh, to Patrick, and we said it on the radio a lot. We always feel like we're, our feeling to the outside, it looks like we're so successful and so great because that's what our job is. Our job is to project our brand as this great brand, which is, which is what the goal is and what we want our customers to feel and love and our, and our staff and our associates, our family. But but inside our little world, it's like you're in a ninth round of a Mike Tyson heavyweight fight, and you ain't Mike Tyson. We're Glass Joe. I mean, he's pounding on Glass your head, Joe. and you're going, "Oh my gosh, am I gonna? What, what, how, there's no way I'm gonna win this fight." But it takes fortitude. You said that's what an entrepreneur. I think that's a successful. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean su- success is is getting there. Mm-hmm. Success is surviving. Success is having pride mm-hmm. uh, because you because you did something and you worked hard. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so. enjoying the process too. You have to, I mean you have to find happiness in it somehow, um, which it is extremely rewarding when when it when it finally starts to come to fruition. I was meeting with uh, Robert Ussery and his partner over at Marble yeah. and Stone Shop before we came in here, and we were talking about the good old days and. And this, and I got, I got, I said, man, it's all about, it's all about, it isn't about making a certain amount of money. Now, now you need money to do things in life Mm -hmm. at a certain level, but it, but it's about building the camaraderie with the people that you've blood, sweat, and tears went in with. It's the hard times, and until you go through the hard times, the 12 hour day, the sleeping on the floor at the office, and, 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 and the fights with your, employees and partners that make y'all better for it and make y'all better friends and make y'all enjoy life together and it's building truly it's building that friendship with with the people around you because y'all fought so hard to get there and survive i i think that's yeah 100 percent. i couldn't agree more i mean especially too right as you're trying to attract and retain talent i mean if you're not motivated by the right things and you're not building a culture that people are excited to be a part of and you know you don't appreciate the people that are working with you it's not going to work i mean it's never going to work we see that in our development side a lot i mean you know with the development deal right there's so many people that have to touch it to get it off the ground that you know without all the right pieces coming together i mean it's just never going to work um and i agree that definitely comes back to your mission kind of who you are i think core values i mean we we obviously practice that those i mean it's the EOS system that we're that we're on at, at Roby. I mean, it's, it's the core values. You're right, and making sure that the team line, aligns with those core values. And, and when they don't, 
having the the guts to, to make a difficult decision to 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 knock them off the team or, or move them somewhere else, uh, regardless of who they are. And that you're right. I mean, to Trent's point, it's all culture. Am I about to get knocked off the team? <laughs> no, I, I mean, What's but, but if, you, if you let, if you let that, that culture, no matter who they are, in yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you silly. Um, <laughs> you so silly, Trent. <laughs> But no, nah, this is this is good conversation. But you're dead on the money. I mean, the culture is everything, especially well, these days. Well, Michael, give you give you business a plug. You already fat burrito. Where it's at, and how people can look you up and learn more about you. Yeah, no. So PataInvest.com is our website. You can reach out to me. You know, I think for us, whether it's the services or or you know development, we're we're very very active in the development space right now. Probably more active than both the ser- the services side and the food services side. Um, you know, would love to talk to anyone. So yeah, Pata, P-T-A-H-Invest.com. My, my number's on there. You can reach me anytime. Michael Cox, man, you're a wonderful neighbor. Thank Good, you guys for having me. This was fun. Friend. You're listening to At Homeless Ruby. We'll be back. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm with Trent Hayson from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts. Trent wrapping up with Michael Cox. Yeah, great. Pata. I mean, pata. You got I, it. I think I got it. I, I just wore the hat. I never said it all the time. <laughs> pata, Michael. I like you. Pata, buddy. Down here at the Catawba River. He'd always give me that stank face. <laughs> huh? huh? Honey, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> wait, wait, where were you when they thought you were French or no English? I was Some in cruise. London. Yeah. He's like, what part of Europe are you from? I'm like, nah. <laughs> the West part. I'm a couple Budweiser's <laughs> in here, buddy. <laughs> I mean, how, how, how are we talking? Oh, no, man. That was a long time ago. A long that time ago. That was a long time ago. When I, I was yeah. in college. I'm, I'm wondering how that <laughs> happened. <laughs> I don't know, man. My dad, I was so fortunate. My dad, I would bring these this crazy idea. Dad, I don't go this summer and study abroad, do this, do this uh, arts trip. Uh, to London. He's like, I think we can make that work, boy. You know, I mean, he could have said, nah, buddy, you got to work. Or nah, I don't think it's a good time or whatever. So, uh, you know, I try to, you got to do stuff like that for your kids. What I was wanting to say on the first segment was this past Saturday, a, a guy, a tile guy, this a legend in Charlotte, R.S. Buzz Jackson, Worked always over through Harky and stuff, done stuff for Andrew Roby for decades and decades. And him and I have known each other for 25 or 30 years. Did all the tile, all the tile in my house for Reagan. Became really close to Reagan, and Buzz is awesome. So he hit me up about a month ago and said, Hey, there's a toy train show in Asheville this Saturday. Uh, it was this past Saturday in a month. Would you and Ford like to go? I'm taking my grandson. So Ford and I went, Ford put on this, he has this military, it's a camo jacket, and it has uh, these patches on the sleeve, and it has a fellow's name on it. It's an Air Force military jacket that I guess Reagan got in a consignment sale or something. And he wore it. He picks out his own clothes. For some reason, he wore it. He doesn't wear it all the time. And an old man came up to him and says, Son, that was my rank. This guy had on a retired Air Force hat, and he said, "That was my rank. You're a master sergeant." And whoa, Ford's like, "Oh, really?" And he's like, "Yeah." So this morning, 
we were leaving to go to school. It made me feel so good. I want to say this on the radio. And Ford said, hold on, I got to go get my jacket. And he goes back in, and he wanted to put on his Master Sergeant jacket. Oh, How man. cool is that? That is cool. Maybe he'll be a Master Sergeant one day. I we looked it up in the in the carpool line this morning. Looked, I said Master Sergeant Air Force and and images, and and that patch came up. It's got five bars and a star with a circle in it. Wow, crazy! That is pretty cool. Pretty neat. And my, and I and I thought about it. I was like, man, I should have got a picture with these two cronies, <laughs> that old retired fellow and, and Ford. Oh man, that well, yeah, you should. Yeah, I mean, it's too late. Obviously, you don't think about that kind of thing at the time. You're right. just sort of mesmerized when somebody says something like that. See, that's cool that he stopped and said something. But we had a great time. I need to have Buzz on the radio. This dude's got more stories. Good gracious. He's got some stories. Been, been around. That would be good. Yeah. Well, so, well Trent, we got to talk about, uh, We, we speaking of our guests, one of our guests, a multiple-time guest uh, at Home with Roby show, um, experienced some tragedy recently. Just want to give him a shout-out. Brick McDermott, his family, lost their son, Bryant. Uh, had a funeral this past week and Thursday. It was very packed out, which was great to see, but... Uh, Brick's been heavy on my heart. I know he's been heavy on your heart. These last couple weeks have been pretty tough. Yeah, let's take a moment of silence. God bless you, Brick, and your family. I, I can't imagine, ha- have no empathy for what, what you're going through. And, and hopefully uh, your your faith in the Lord can pull you through this. Yeah, no, it's uh, safe. We, uh, I didn't know Brick's son, but they, the, the Lanier Shoal, who's a, a succession guy with us, uh, did a wonderful eulogy as along with uh, Brick's, Brick's uh, sister-in-law. And so it sounded like he was a chip off the old block. I mean, just friendly to everybody and, and you know, big smile on his face all the time. Man, I, I you know, I, the last thing I tell my kids every day they get out of the car at school is do the golden rule, Lord. Please let these kids do the golden rule and let them... Other kids do the golden rule to them. I want them to receive yeah. receive goodness too, and uh, just to pr- protect all these kids. And mm-hmm. you, you never know. You got to live every day like it's your last day, and that's so easy to say, uh, so hard to do in the moment when when irrational things happen. But uh, God bless, and, and it makes you just want to hug on your kids. Yeah, and, and that's what you got to do. So, no, you're right. I don't know, man. There are so many people in this world that deal with tragedy that until you face it, you you have no empathy for what it is. And I talked a lot about that after hitting my head uh, and spending spending five days on a neurology floor last year. You, you feel empathy for people that have brain trauma or the, the athletes that have uh, concussion yeah, and, and protocol and all that, and you go, wow, man, that's bad. I know it's bad. Well, well, when it happens to you, then you're able to really empathize with it. Well, it's and, like all these make a wish families. Same thing. I mean, you know, they're they're just heroic. Which, is which is, the is word exactly the mind. same reason I tell people all the time. There's nothing better to raise your kids around make a wish because they get to see, touch, and and see see how families are af- affected with tragedy. That um, you know. God bless mm-hmm. all, all families aren't affected with. So I don't know, man. Take every day as it comes and do the right thing. And I always say that on this show, show, do the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Michael Cox, for coming in the studio. I got to smell you all hour. Not one hour. I only smelled your burritos. It's only 34 minutes with Tacos. commercials. But uh, 
It smells like peppermint. <laughs> Thank you, Pata Investments, Michael Cox, bringing Fat Burrito back over off Clanton Road in in Loso South End. Did I get that right? He's over here shaking his head no. Uh, thanks for joining us. Listen, go do the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Thanks for joining us.